Oh, big kia ora and welcome everybody to church. Great to see everyone here and a big hello to those who are watching or listening online wherever you are in the world. It's so great to have you as part of the Connect Church family. Can we say a big hello to our online family? Great to have you here. Again, just reminding you that Anita and I just love you guys and our hearts are for you and we're believing for God's greatest good, his, his, his best uh, uh, for you. He's got plans and thoughts for you. Come on. And, and, and that's uh, for a hope and for a future. And you, You've got to understand that no matter where you're at in life, no matter what you're going through uh, uh, in life, how many know when God is for you, who can be against you? Come on, somebody. So, so uh, again, I just want to encourage you and uh, steer you uh, up. I mean, we, we've come back from uh, conference. I want to just say conference was phenomenal. Phenomenal was Phenomenal is not a word I use very uh, often, uh, but, it, but it was phenomenal. It was, uh, it, it was amazing. And I, I want to thank all those who uh, served and uh, just, just gave their hearts over uh, the weekend. And many who couldn't enjoy the conference in a sense themselves because they're, they're, they're doing things uh, backstage or whatever, but, but we're, we're just, again, just seeing so many lives transformed and, and changed and God meeting people in different places. You know, uh, Steve Penny, who's a pastor here, I don't know if many of you remember him, he preached, he's from Australia, speaks a hill song, all that type of thing, but a really well-known uh, preacher. He, he was here, he preached, we traveled around New Zealand, did seven cities in seven days, took a band around uh, the nation. And uh, uh, at that time, every place he went, he started getting this prophetic word for us as a movement. As you know, we're a part of New Life Movement. Anita and I lead that movement. We've got 80-something churches in New Zealand, 10,000 people who are a part of it. But as he began to speak over um, New Life, he said, I, said, I feel three, uh, three words. He said, uh, uh, miracles, media, and missions. And uh, I was like, yeah, cool, that's awesome. But I want to tell you, on this week, we fulfilled uh, uh, that. It just blew me uh, away. Yeah, let's go. Thank you, Jesus. Uh, I mean, it's just like amazing. We, we fulfilled it in what, what ways? Well, uh, obviously, the, the conference itself impacts the uh, nation and nations. So it certainly puts us on uh, mission. There are people from Africa there. There are people from Iraq there. I met people from Holland there who turned, uh, uh, turned up. I just say, yeah, you're, we're from the Netherlands. <laughs> Praise God. Hallelujah. So you're, uh, you're there and you're part of that. So that was, that was cool. So, and, and a miracle certainly took place. People got healed and uh, that God just broke through some things and uh, and uh, uh, it was funny way our Chinese uh, friend was there and he saw all these people falling down he's like I'm not going to fall down <laughs> so he went there and he's like someone said I don't know if it's you Neil or someone said go on. well why don't you just go up and get him to pray for you and as, as he went up uh, uh, there he's like I'm not going to fall down no way no way Jose no, yeah, no way, no way. And he's, he's walking up on the stage before he even gets to on He's on his knees. He's just gone. He's just gone. He was just out of it, man. So, um, but, but it was just an incredible time. And so, so, so miracles happen. There were healings happen and all that uh, type of thing. But then media, because uh, so you might not realize that we'd hooked up with TBN, Trinity Broadcasting Network. And so what the meetings that we're doing, and, and you can understand for, for us at the arena, uh, I mean, it was huge. Last night, it was packed. It was absolutely packed. Plus the, uh, plus the, the even the night before. Oh yeah, whatever day it was. Uh, it was just uh, the last night of conference. It was, it was just packed. The arena, uh, arena was uh, packed, and it just thrilled 
uh, thrilled my heart. And I said, oh, this is awesome. It's packed. Although I just was telling the guys this morning, God did say to me, and it just, I don't even know where the verses. It was like just before the service. It's like reminded me of that story. I don't know if it's even Elijah or Elisha. I don't even, the woman and, and, and who gets the, the oil and puts the jar, gets her sons to go and get the jars. And, and they poured oil and the oil didn't stop until all the jars that they had brought were, were full. And uh, God said, you put out because we curtained off uh, the seats at a certain number. And because and, uh, we thought, well, that's yeah, we can believe God for that. And God said, see, I filled. You should have bought more jars. You should have bought more jars. Like, oh, man, I've just got over there. Couldn't you wait a day to tell me, uh, uh, tell me that? Or just like, uh, I was just having such a good morning. You know, so it's like... You know, it's like, but I just felt God's going to expand it uh, more. You know, if we'd have opened it up more, He would have filled it up more. If we'd have, if we'd have done that, and we're believing God uh, for next year, that He'll do that. But not only that, so so we we had the the, the miracles, we had the mission, and we uh, uh, certainly had media. So we ended up with Trinity Broadcasting Network there, shooting it live uh, uh, across. Literally, it will go across the world. People will pick it up. Other networks. So it was going live. It went uh, New Zealand, Australia. People are watching it all over. Uh, all over the place and uh, the Pacific Islands but it'll be picked up he, he was telling me in places like Africa and different other ones or networks will uh, pick it up so, so that media is like and what it cost us nothing basically they came over and said let's do it not only that but as we are leaving he said hey um, your, your sermons that you do at Connect Church each uh, uh, week can we turn those into a TV program and then be able to broadcast them across the yeah, yeah. Hello there. <laughs> Welcome, to, uh, Welcome to the Connect Church Hour. You know? <laughs> so uh, we won't do it like that, though. But yeah. But, but it's a- a- incredible the favor that um, uh, we've been shown. So it just really uh, opened up stuff. And, but uh, again, Natalie, I appreciate you uh, giving Anita a clap. But you're, you're, the, you're the one basically who made us look better than we actually. Uh, of course, Mason got all my clothes, so I look, uh, uh, I look awesome. He sorted. I only go shopping one time a year, and I have to take someone with, with me. It's the only time. I was like, you know, you know, yeah, yeah. So I look. Oh, I've even got little zips here that do nothing, but they look, they look amazing. They look, uh, they look, they look amazing. And of course, we, we, I said we had way up there, and uh, uh, he came all the way up there. And but the thing is, I, I wanted to tell. The story, it was so, so funny because I've told that Chinese story, you know, the Chinese story of the land and the miracle and all that, and I had to take an offering. So I've told that story so many times around New Zealand with different churches and stuff like that. So all the church together and they hear me tell it again, but, but what they didn't know is I called way up, you see, because they've been hearing about this Chinese guy. For all this time, where is this Chinese guy? Does he even exist? So I said, you might be wondering here today, does this Ch- you've been telling this story for three, does the Chinese guy actually exist? And then I said, will you please welcome to the stage the Chinese guy? And the place went, boom, it went crazy. And they, they, it way even got a better standing ovation than I, uh, I, I did. So he, he, he gets up there and then he starts preaching. I was like, hey, this is our conference, way. It's like, but people's lives were, were again, radically 
radically impacted. It was so cool. But it wouldn't have happened without you, Natalie, and uh, all the team, and Neil, and Miriam, and Mason, and Hayden. And I'm going to miss someone. I, I missed out Ben Rowney, who was who was behind the scenes. No one ever saw me. He's behind the behind the scenes. Andrew and uh, Shem doing MD, and James and Annette and Helen. The worship was like phenomenal. Off the uh, uh, but organizing all those people from all the different uh, churches. They're incredible. I got a whole lot of names here. So and I'm probably going to miss someone out. Please don't get upset because I get upset when I miss people. I forgot to mention my PA and everything, but I called her in the last service and said thank you. So, so Natalie, Neil, Miriam, Helen, David, Catherine, uh, Mason, David, Rick, he's not here. He just turned 70 while doing a conference. Neil and Miriam were having their wedding anniversary. I mean, they're running a call. What did you do if you were to run a conference? You. <laughs> Grace, Rebecca, Leon, Melissa, Claudette. Uh, wasn't the Hucker just awesome, man? Leon put that together, man. All the host team and all that, drivers, Adele, Rachel, uh, Aaron, Miranda, Matt, Karen. And these are guys like Ian Dennis is in Moscow on his way to Moscow. Right? Aaron's in Singapore. Uh, um, uh, Elisa's in Samoa. Yeah, well, they're taking a holiday. The other guys are just going, they're just relaxing. Oh, hallelujah. Karen Armstrong was a nurse or whatever, looked after people. Someone broke her arm or something. Or, yeah, yeah, on the first day, someone tripped over right from Rotorua and crashed out, so they missed the conference, but we will send them a letter. Oh, did she came? Yeah, oh, that was the lady in bandages all. No, that's uh, no, just a... But uh, again, just couldn't have happened. Can we... All right, hello. Yeah, so, hey, can you just pat the person on the back and say, well done, everybody. Well done, Connect Church. We've helped, mate. Make that happen. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Actually, it's really hard to pat and clap at the same as you need to. Let's clap for everybody right now. So I just thought, wow. We'll see how far we get through this, uh, this, this mission. But I'm feeling pastor proud at the moment. Praise to God, turned up, people, uh, uh, we, again, we had the head of Elam there, they came on the first time, we had Brad Jury from Life Church and uh, uh, Bordeaux's uh, uh, church, he came last year, he was coming for one day, ended up staying the whole time, came back again this year, we couldn't get him to leave, he stayed there at one o'clock in the morning, like man, this is good, we need to get the presence of God like uh, uh, like this, and just, uh, again, because he's a new lifer from way back, you know, so it's always in them, you know, so that, that Holy Ghost thing, so, so uh, powerful, powerful powerful uh, time. But uh, like I say, you know, I say, I'm speaking on courage again today. This is part two of courage. And I, I just thought, hey, I'll get over the conference and it'll be easier to speak about courage when God says, no, you should have opened up way more uh, curtains. You only filled that many jars. You should have brought more jars. So that straight away just lifts the level for the next. I mean, you could have waited one day, God, just just one day before telling me uh, that we should go. And I believe in God that we can double next year and have, you know, 4,000, 4, 5,000. Uh, uh, some of you are not so sure. You're just like, okay, come on. I believe we can do this. 4,000, 5,000. We can do it. Turn to your neighbor and say, have courage. Have courage. Courage. So we're speaking about courage. I specifically want to talk about the courage to lead. As I said, I want these messages to just not just help you on Sunday, but, but to fire you up for Monday. Can I hear a good amen? I want these to help you because we don't live here. We meet here. This is like a gas station where we can get filled up to be fired up. And this is the, this is the gas station where we stop in for a week to 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 because we don't live here. We live in the marketplace. We live out there. We work we we, we work out there. That's where we uh, do life. The miracles of Jesus didn't take place in a church. 
all the miracles pretty much. I'm going to be talking about this in a few weeks. I want to, I've been reading a book called Anointed for Business. I want us to understand the importance. We sometimes think, oh, that's all evil out there. We've got to come in the safety. No, no, no. That's where Jesus did his miracles. That's where he didn't do them in the synagogue. He did them out there in the marketplace. We've got to learn the importance of being marketplace ministers. We've got to learn the importance of that. And our, uh, this is not it. This is the fueling station where we can go out and influence and touch her. Somebody needs to say amen today because that's good preaching right there. So, so we're, we're, I'll be talking about this, but we want, we want this to be relevant for your life. So we talked about courage last week. We said the dictionary defines uh, uh, courage as the ability. And Tyler on the choir, yo, yo, whoa, that was pretty cool. The gospel choir, yeah, that was just like... It was too good. Yeah, yeah. It was better than that. It was better than that. Yeah, yeah. They didn't have me on the choir. I wasn't. My goodness, though, I did actually. I finished it off. You got to watch it. That should be banned on YouTube right there. But um, yeah, yeah. So, so yeah. Let, let's forget about that. So, um, you know, the dictionary defines courage as the ability to do something that frightens one. Remember, courage is not the absence of fear. Without fear, there is no need for courage. You don't need courage. If we need courage because fear is there. Uh, fear is a constant companion. That's why courage is a constant necessity. That'll preach. See, courage is not the ability to get rid of our fears. It's the willingness to carry our fears with us into the unknown. It really is. And the thing is, we all need courage, all of us. Even Joshua, great men of God. You can go through the Bible and you'll see God speaking about courage. Even people like Joshua, great people with great faith, they needed courage. Joshua 1.9, God said to him, have I not commanded you? He wasn't just trying to give him a nice little pep talk. He commanded him. He wasn't saying, oh, come on, cheer yourself up. No, no, no. Have I not commanded you, Joshua? And is God speaking that to us? Have I not commanded you? Some of you are living in places where you're pulling back and, uh, you know, keeping safe. Have I not commanded you? Have I not commanded you? Be strong. Sometimes we feel weak. No, no. I'm commanding you. Be, be strong. Tap your neighbor hard and say, I think that's for you. Come on. Be strong. Be strong and of good courage. I don't know if there's bad courage, but there's good courage. I know there's Dutch courage, but this is good courage. Do not be afraid, nor be dismayed. I mean, we talked about being afraid last week, but being dismayed is another thing. I mean, that's one thing you might not be afraid, but many people get dismayed. They get dismayed. I mean, hope deferred makes the heart sick. They get dismayed, they, 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 they lose it, and it can affect us. Don't be dismayed. For the Lord your God is with you. He's with you. Oh, I don't feel it. No, no, just a bit. No, he's with you. He's with you. Where, where? Wherever you go. So some of you think you go places and God leaves you. I want to tell you, He never leaves you or forsakes you. Wherever you go, oh, I don't know, God is God with me in this. No, wherever you go, whatever you do, whoever you are, understand God is with you. So be of good courage. 
be strong, be of courage. And, and, and can I just say, God didn't have to say it to him once. He said it to him, I think, five times or something like that. I haven't had time to count. It's been a busy week. But a heap of times he said, he said look, come on, toughen up, snowflake. Be strong, be, be courageous. What you doing? And we all need we all need courage. We all do. Whether you're a mom or a dad, and dealing with the kids, whether you're a single mom or a dad, just life didn't work out how you thought it would, and you're trying to. I mean, you, you need courage, man. How am I going to pay the bills? How am I going to? How am I gonna, how's life going to work out for me? You need courage. Come on, Lord. You're a business person or entrepreneur, you need courage. I was talking to someone after the last service who after well, last week's uh, um, ministry time came up for, 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 for courage about a major decision they had to make for their business. And they got, speaking to them, they, they, they've made the thing. They, they've, they've, they're traveling overseas to, to get the significant thing that no, no one else in New Zealand has for their business. They just, right, come on, let's do it. Let's do it. So if you're a business person, an entrepreneur, you, you, you need courage. You, if you've got a fear, you need courage. And it's not just big stuff. It's little, little stuff also. It's little stuff like, you, you know, getting up the courage to say, I love you. Will you marry me? How, how many guys know, come on, husbands, that's a good place. I'm helping you out here. Come on, sir. So, so, man, that's um, tough, tough stuff. You know, because she could say no. She could say no. That's why guys take so long, because they want to make sure it's going to be a, come on, come on, all the men said, amen, amen. Some of them are just so nervous there. Get some courage, man, come on. Say amen when you need to. Yeah. Or the woman, yeah, yeah. But, but that, that, that takes courage. It's not just big stuff. It's also courage to say, I'm sorry, please forgive me. That's right. courage, to, courage to say, I forgive you. Uh, courage to say, uh, could I pray for you? That person at work is like, now, could, hey, could I just take a moment and pray for you? Or courage to uh, say, hey, could, would you, could I pick you up and bring you to church on Sunday? I'll just come around and pick you up. It just takes courage to, courage to do that. Courage to invite a friend. And all of it takes courage. And here's the thing, if you ever have a desire to lead anything, whether it be at church or whether it be in the marketplace, where, wherever it is, all of us will need a good dose of courage. So I'm speaking about courage to lead today because if you, if you desire leadership or you desire to lead, understand it's courage that will establish you as a leader. This is important. Not your giftedness. Not how good you can do something. That won't establish you as a leader. Listen, I left school when I was 15. I, I don't have any. I mean, I can't even do maths. That's why when people tell me budgets for conferences that are ginormous, I just go, <laughs> <laughs> figures don't make all sense, you know. <laughs> oh, 100,000. I thought you said 10,000. Okay. Because so, it just spins around my head, but I just, I can, I can, and, and you know, heaps of people are like me, I'm dyslexic. I, uh, listen, so it's not gifts or talents that will establish you as a leader. It's courage that will establish you as a leader. It's important that you get that. Get that. You see, and it's, here's the thing, the more successful you are, the more courage you need. 
the more it really is. You know, the more the more successful, the more life blesses you with, or the more responsibility that the more courage you you need. I love seeing all the young people at the altar and you know, Jesus, thank you, Lord, we give it all to you. But you don't have anything. <laughs> yeah. It's like I'll give, give it all, my seven hundred dollar car without a warrant, my, my <laughs> I just thought, sorry, I'm not being mean or anything. Also, probably I am, yeah. <laughs> My 50 bucks in the bank, Lord, I give it all. And you probably will, but, but to you, that's the cost. And that you feel that, right? You feel it. You feel it, because that 50 bucks, man, that's, that's seven Big Macs and four, uh, you know, it's like your, your meal. <laughs> but again, when you're, when you're, as you get older, and this is what you've got to re- realize, when, when, you, when you see an older person, uh, up here, like myself, I'm now 50. But when you, when you see older people up there saying, God, I give it all, you've got to understand it's, it's, it's costing them more. Because they've got, they got house payments, they've got you know, the cars, they're looking after you. They're, they're, they're doing it, they're, the cost is more. The cost is more. And so when an older person, so when your mum and dad are up there and they're going, Lord, I give, give, I, I give it all. Understand that the more successful you are, the more courage is required. Right. Why? Because there's more to lose. There's more that can go wrong if you make a mistake. Good preaching, Adam. Thanks. It's true, though. But the, the, the thing is, what we've got to, what we've got to do is... is Again, especially as we get older and the risks get bigger. But if we don't allow God to deal with our fears, like I said, it also be anxious for nothing. I'm never anxious for nothing. I'm always anxious for something. Come on, someone. So what if that goes wrong? What if that, that doesn't work? It's important. We need courage. Everybody say Courage. See, see, we may be gifted, we may be talented, we may be educated. In other words, we may have a background that sets us up as leaders. Like if you've got all those things, we may have a background that, that, that sets us up as leaders. But apart from courage, don't start yet, guys, because I'm just getting going. Just stay, just stay there, I'll tell you when to make the spiritual sound. But see, see, we might have a background that sets us up as leaders, but apart from courage, you will never establish yourself in the hearts and minds. They're all trying to walk, really. Just have courage. Just walk right on. Come on. Just, let's just do it. Walk right on. Stay still now. I'll say it again. But apart from courage, that will never... see. You might have gifts, you might have talents, you might have skills. But apart from courage, you will never establish yourself as a leader in the hearts and minds of people. You might think you're a leader, but other people, you you will not establish yourself in the hearts and minds and lives of other people as a leader without courage. It doesn't matter how much skill you have or how much talent. See, I'm not talking about title or position. Lots of people have titles, but it doesn't mean they're a leader. Doesn't mean they're a leader. You know, I've been, you know, part of church life and church politics, if you like, for a while. And you can be the leader of something, but Martha over there who plays the organ, she's she, I mean, she's in control of everything and everybody knows it. 
Because leadership is influence, isn't it? So, so it's, not, yeah, it's not title. I'm not talking about title. Titles mean very, very... If you need somebody to call you something, to get you, uh, get you respect, I mean, that's, a, that, that's like base level leadership. Do you know who I am? No. I'm this, no it's, it's the lowest level. Leadership is influence. It's being able to change something and shift something without the need for, for a title. I mean, having a title does not make you a leader. John C. Maxwell, great leadership uh, teacher. And by the way, for our conference next year, we've got Dr. Sam Chan coming, who's listed in the world as the, uh, and, and top 30 leadership gurus in the world, not just for Christian staff or what he, he is a leadership architect, man. He'll be next level. Uh, so we're bringing him uh, in as part of, he's, he said, yes, he can see what's going on in, in the movement. He's like, man, let me come and help you. So John C. Mac, uh, uh, Maxwell said this, if you got the title leader and nobody's following, you're just out taking a walk. Come on, somebody. See, true leadership is, is this helping anybody today? I mean, true, true leadership is influence. Why? Because leaders, here's what leaders do. Leaders challenge what is for the sake of what could and should be. That's what leaders do. And that challenge requires courage. See, understand this. Recognizing the need for change does not define leadership. It doesn't. Lots of people out there, I mean, I've been doing this for a long time, people tell me, I think we should do this, and I think we should do that, and I, I, I see this, and if we did that, listen, seeing something that, doesn't, that needs to change or whatever doesn't make you a leader. Lots of people see what needs to happen. Oh, we should do that, the church should do this, or the church should do, no, 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 that does not make you a leader. Oh, but I think we should, no, no, that does not make you a leader. See, see understand, recognizing the need for change does not define leadership. It is not insight that sets the leader apart from the crowd. It is their courage to initiate the change. Remember, a leader is not someone who just sees what needs to be done. A leader is the one who has the courage to do what needs to be done. Big difference. See, leaders are the ones who have the courage to act on what they see. So I ask you today, what do you see? What do you see that you can shift? Or what do you see that you can change? And of course, the landscape of leadership makes courage an essential ingredient. You, you, the way leadership is, you, you, you can't do leadership without courage. It's essential. Why? Because leadership's a walk in the dark, isn't it? It's a walk in the dark. Why? Because when you're, you're leading, you're taking people to places where they haven't been. In fact, when you're leading, you're often taking play, people places that you haven't been. You're having to go there. You're, you're going to be one of the first to get there. That's what leaders do. You're taking people to places you haven't been. In fact, the things that we dislike about leadership are the very things that create the need for leadership. See, so someone's, someone's got to go into those dark places. Because after all, if the pathway to the future were, were, were well lit, it would be crowded. But it's not crowded. It's not crowded. See, when you drive in the dark, you have your headlights on and 
But unless you, you can turn your headlights on, but unless you keep moving, moving forward, you can't see what's ahead. You have to move. And, you know, I've used this example many times. That's why the Bible says, Thy word is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. But all a lamp does is it lights up around you. Unless you move, you won't be able to see what's next. You've got to keep moving. You've got to be able to move. That's what leadership is. And that as you move, then it opens up and you can see it. Man, this is good preaching. I'm pleasing myself as I'm doing this life. Teach, your, teach thyself. See, the only way to see things in, in leadership is by, is by moving. To, 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 to walk in the dark, to drive at, at night requires courage. So I said this, after all, the darkness provides leaders with their greatest opportunities. Provides it because no one else is going there. I said courage establishes leadership. Courage is, is essential to leadership because the, the first person, this is important, the first person to step out in a new direction is usually the one who's called the leader. It's not the person who had the idea. It's not the person who thought about it. It's, not the, it, it, it's the person who steps out first. It's usually the one who, who will be the leader. Lots of people had good ideas about lots of stuff, but they never did them. It's the person who does it first, not the person who thought about it. People think they're good business ideas, but they never do it. It's the person who does it first that usually becomes the leader in that environment. Uh, again, it's not the person with insight. Yeah, I see we should do this. It's not, it's not the person with insight, but the one who moves first. This is true. I've seen this in my own life because I know I'm not the smartest thing on the block. The leader in any <laughs> who was that security remove security remove that person. The leader in any enterprise is not necessarily the smartest or the most creative individual involved. The leader is the one who has the courage to initiate. And that requires courage. Leaders are the ones, listen, leaders are not always the ones who, who, who first see, see an opportunity. They're the ones who go and seize the opportunity. They seize it. What are you seizing? What are you taking hold of? For that requires courage. And we can see that in the life of David when he took on Goliath. You can play some heavenly music now, Antoinette. Here it comes. Yeah, so I guess I'd be filled right now. Come on. <laughs> so we can see that in the, in the life of David. When he took on Goliath, he was the first to say, there's a whole army there. This is important. You've got to get this. The prophet Samuel, remember he anointed David. He anointed him. All his brothers, you know the story. They all gathered and he was left out in the field. Nobody cared about David, but he brought him in. And the prophet Samuel anointed David to be king of Israel. But the anointing did not establish him in the hearts and minds of people as the leader or as the king. It wasn't the anointing. They say, oh, I got the anointing for this. I got the anointing for that. I got the anointing you, you may have. But it was not the anointing that established 
David in the hearts and minds of other people as the king. It was an act of courage against a giant named Goliath. That's what established, I can feel the Holy Ghost right there. That's what established him in the hearts and minds as a leader. One single act of courage. How did he do it? Why did God do it that, that way? Well, you have to come next week to find out because I'll tell you in the part three. I was going to make it two parts, but no. I had the courage to go, let's do three right now. So as we close, what area do you need to move in? What area do you need to lead in? What area do you need to push forward? And what opportunities do you need to, need to take? Or to get some courage in? In your business, in your work, or in your thing. What, what, what things, what, uh, what areas do you need to step out? Out in so you can move forward. Wherever, wherever you stopped and you're not moving anymore and you need to, man, I just need to keep moving. I need to pick up some courage and start, start believing God for something more significant. Thank you. Here we are again. Maybe you've got to make a decision today. Maybe a decision to follow even Christ. Maybe you've never made that decision. You've never made the decision to get right with God. In a moment, I want to pray a prayer that maybe you need courage for that, but maybe you can sense God knocking on the door of your heart saying, you need to get right with me, son. You need to get right with me, daughter. You need to get right with me, man or woman of God. Hallelujah. So with every head bowed and every eye closed, you're here today and you know man you can feel God knocking on the door of your heart you just man that's me and pastor said I know that's me I, I gotta get right I don't know if I'm good enough though but friends I'll tell you again the gospel's not about how good you are it's about how good God is it's not about what you've done it's about what he's done we're not saved because we give our life to Christ we're saved because he gave his life us. So if you're here today and you're going, man, that's me, Pastor. Would you, would you pray for me? If, that, if you want to be included in that prayer, we say, Lord, come and be the King of my heart. With every head bowed and every eye closed, would you put your hand up way in the air so I can see it right now and just say, would you include me in that prayer? Thank you. Anyone else? Anyone else? You know, thanks, sweetheart. Anyone else? Anyone else? Over the side. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Right. Thank you. Thanks, sir. Hallelujah. Now we're going to pray this prayer. And all of us are going to pray it together. Lord Jesus, I come to you today, a sinner in need of a Savior. Lord, today I give my heart to you. Wash and cleanse me. Wash me of my sin. And turn from it and give my life to you today. Be not just my Savior but my Lord, from this day forth, 